What's up, everybody? Phil Mendoza with Alpha Bow Hunting. Back again with the format um, that I've done many times before and dabbled with from the days that I was doing Natural Born Hunter with Will uh, to the Championship Bow Hunting Podcast, then dabbled a little bit with the To The Point show that we did here with some of the, the team members of the shop at No Limits Archery. And here, I decided to continue it, evolve it a little bit, calling this in the DBAP show, um, for quite a few reasons. For those of you who don't know what DBAT, DBAP means, excuse me, um, the PC crowd, don't be a pretender, right? Just, that's kind of, that sums it up in its, you know, again, PC form. For my Latino friends out there, don't be a pendejo. You know, it's uh, another meaning there. For those of you that are a little bit, are a little bit more aggressive and, um, Maybe don't worry about the ratings too much. Don't be a, you know, starts with a P, take it, for, take it from there as you will. But at the end of the day, my goal with this show moving forward as I sprinkle some of these episodes in with some of the other videos that we're starting to uh, release again recently is to just bring you some perspective from my, my standpoint as a, a bow hunter, coming from both opposite side of the counter many years ago to running my own shop to now, um, you know, having the, the archery challenge that we do, the alpha bow hunting challenge. In addition to that, the business that I, the other business that I run that a lot of you don't know about, I, I, I help my family run a family owned demo and excavating company. And it's something that a lot of those life lessons really kind of mesh well with a lot of what we do as bow hunters. And I wanted to, get back to this format, not in a super long form, um, you know, hopefully going to try to keep it in that 12 to 15 minute range and just sprinkling a little topic from time to time with maybe a story that that's personal to me, a lesson that I've experienced and um, having talked to a lot of people more so recently than, than I had in a, in a while being at the Total Archery Challenge event in Colorado and our, our Alpha Challenge finals here a week ago, uh, a lot of topics have come up. A lot of questions were asked, um, even to the standpoint of, you know, what what is our end goal? What is our main goal? You know, what is uh, what is our purpose here? And what, what are we looking to really do as we move forward? And I want to touch on a lot of those things. But what I want to start with with this video is, and the reason I chose this topic as our first topic back is archery and or bow hunting many times people say oh, it's it's 80 percent mental 20 percent everything else you know it's 90 percent mental 10 percent whatever your ratio is most people tend to agree and articulate that the the bigger chunk of what is archery and bow hunting is happens between our ears and that's where a lot of the topics that i see and i follow a, a ton of people on on youtube primarily where, where I see videos and I watch other people's content, a lot of the topics are, you know, the arrow builds, the front of center, what type of fletching, um, you know, what type of tuning methods we do, and, you know, what's the new release, what's the new site, and we've done some of those videos ourselves, so I'm not acting like uh, everybody's content out there is irrelevant, it's really, a lot of people are really good, okay, I, however, since we started the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge, I feel that, the Alpha Bow Hunting Coaching Pyramid, excuse me, uh, we do with our, our workshops. I've got videos online on alphabowhunting.com 
they get into that pyramid structure on how we structure our coaching in our classes. And there's a lot of it that comes back to the mental side of things and the methodologies and philosophy. And that's where those are the things that because there's so many things that are subjective in archery and bow hunting, those are the things that really intrigue me personally, because there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. There's always better starting points in some respects, but to hear other people's feedback and or uh, opinions is um, is really good because that's how I feel like I, I can take something from, from those conversations. And anyway, that's where this whole DBAP show is, is going to be focused on is really the mental side of of what is bow hunting and archery. And, and I think that this first topic, what I really want to start with is just kind of giving you a little bit of background uh, on myself and, and where I've learned and what I've learned and how I've learned really has, has shaped and molded a lot of what I do and what I've been able to accomplish um, as a bow hunter. And I'm not trying to sit here and toot my own horn like, uh, like I, I've, I'm the most accomplished person. I'm not. I, I really consider myself to be one of the same customers that comes into my shop. I, I, I feel like I like to be considered as someone's equal. Um, maybe some a little bit more experienced than some, less than others. But nonetheless, I feel like I have some value from my perspective. And that's why I'm here. But to kind of take this back in my story... Um, you know, my dad, for those of you who know my dad, know he's a, he's a talkative guy. He's a really a social guy. Um, I've learned a ton from my dad, probably learned more from him than any other person on this planet. And those of you who have similar, um, family backgrounds or upbringings, I, I, I mean, uh, I, I think it's awesome. So, uh, con, you know, kudos to you guys who have been able to learn from your father, mother, what have you. But my dad came to this country legally many years ago as an illegal immigrant in the early 70s, in 70, I believe. And he fought his way into another country with a third grade education, learned to read and write here, uh, a second language, learned to read and write English at that, worked multiple jobs, you know, ended up where he married my mom, started a family and started his own business in, in 1983, which I was four years old at the time. And it was one of those things that my dad is one of those guys that work, the, the amount of work does not scare him. It never stopped him. And, and on the contrary, you know, when he, before he started his own business, he actually worked two jobs. He was working demolition with another company and he'd get off of work and then he would go home shower and he'd work at a pizza factory where he was making dough for pizzas. So he worked himself up from a labor up to a, a shift manager in that uh, two and a half, three year time frame that he worked there. And he even got to the point where the owner of the business would let my dad on his break, take a nap, you know, around midnight, one o'clock while everybody else is out working because he knew my dad worked two jobs. So my dad would skip his you know, time to eat, he'd take a nap, he'd go back to work, he'd get off shift, he'd go, he'd go home and he'd sleep in the truck for a couple hours so that way that the, his roommates wouldn't forget to wake him up and he wouldn't sleep in. He would sleep in the truck. So that way, when it was time for them to get to go to work, they'd crank up the truck, they'd wake my dad up, and then he's off to work again. So for me to identify and hear the stories from his, what it took for him to get to be successful, and now he's owner of multiple businesses and 
you know, become a resident of this country and, and a productive resident at that, paying taxes, so supporting many families to the, not from the support standpoint that I mean, like he's paying for them. He's given them an opportunity with jobs and creating lives for themselves. And our family employs over 40 people on the business, the multiple businesses that we run on the demolition excavating side, the construction side. And it's something to, to think about it, to have a father that came from, from that little uh, knowledge experience and that structure in, in run, essentially kind of ran away from home um, at a very young age because he knew the life he was living was not what he wanted to live. It created, uh, the drive was there. And, and I think that I feel like he's passed on a lot of that to me. Um, or it, it just, I, I feel a lot of that because as I've gone through life and I've identified things, starting the shop back when we did in 2009, I didn't know half of what I needed to know, but I probably didn't know 80% of what I needed to know to open a shop. But I felt passionate about giving back to the community and bow hunting from what it had given to me up to that point in my life. And uh, it really, it, I wasn't afraid to, to take the jump. Um, there was a, there's actually a comment that I'm not going to say any names that really um, kind of pushed me a lot in those, those early years that I was out at a range and I just started making it public that I was going to open the shop. And, and one of the guys that I'd shot against some tournaments, he said, what are you, an idiot? Nobody makes money in an archery shop. And I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, man, I wonder if I'm making a mistake. Nonetheless, pushed on. Here we are, you know, many years later, ups and downs along the way. But um, I feel fortunate to be here. I feel privileged to be able to share some of my story and some of my upbringing with, with you. And in addition to that, as, my, as I continue on with this story, when I was young, four, five, six years old, my mom was working full-time in the business. My dad was working full-time in the business. So me and my older sister, daycare was at, at a brickyard. I mean, my dad would go do demolition on houses, garages, bring br brick back into our yard. We would clean it, recycle, restack re it to resell. So to me, it was normal to sit there and grab a hatchet at five, six years old and start chipping mortar off a brick and start cleaning brick. By the time I was seven, eight years old, I had negotiated with my dad that he needed to pay me because he was paying everybody else to clean brick. And that's where I think the message for this video in, in a lot of how I've put that work ethic into play as I've you know gone through life came down to this. It was most people want the, the quick, the shortcut now, right? Most people want to see results fast. And back in those days when I was six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, working every summer, um, not getting to go to Waterworld, not getting to go swimming with my buddies and all that, I was cleaning brick for two cents a brick. You clean a brick, you stack it, you get two cents a brick. So that whole, you know, value of two cents really, you know, I learned that value at a very young age and to the point where you want to talk about what we would stack 500 brick on a pallet, the monotony of cleaning brick after brick after brick was, I mean, after a while, at first it's cool. I'm cleaning, I'm going to make some money. And then, you know, you're there for days and days in the summertime and the heat and you're cleaning brick after brick after brick. And I think that when it finally clicked in me, when I started competing as an archer and I started traveling nationally, 
the thought of having to, to go out and shoot, you know, 75, 100, 125 arrows a day, whatever I had kind of scoped out or planned out in my, my shot, my shot, um, for the week for whatever I'd plan out. A lot of times you start shooting that many arrows that many days in a row and you're doing it alone. It gets to be a little bit boring. Um, the gratification factor of, you know, shooting with your buddies and beating them on a target or shooting a better, none of that's there, you know? So I think that going back to a lot of what I coach and what I've talked about before, I'm living proof and my dad even more so before me of the people that really want to put in the time and learn the discipline that, that is archery for the purpose of bow hunting if you're willing to grind and put the time in and be intentional about it, that's the other thing. I mean, I, I have a video course on how to do a, uh, shoot, a sh shooting journal and it's like well, shooting journal. Who, how many people keep a shooting journal? Not very many or a shooting log. And when I started keeping that log many years ago, it was when I really started to make growth and in, in, as an archer and to become more successful because I was able to evaluate at that moment, what I needed, what I did good that session, I would write down what I did good, what I didn't do good. So the beginning of the next session, I start with looking at my shooting log and I would work on that. So being intentional about what I was doing as I was grinding arrow after arrow, I feel like I was able to get growth in, it seemed like to me in a, in a faster time frame than some other people, but nonetheless, it took years. So you know, the whole purpose of this video is to kind of give a little bit of background as to, you know, my upbringing, my dad's um, upbringing. A lot of people, you know, maybe wouldn't share that their dad, you know, he came to this country illegally. And I'm not I'm not embarrassed of that because I'm proud of him um, for what he what he's accomplished and the. Um, you know, the, the things that I have to look at and look up to. And honestly, when it comes down to it, when I really don't want to do something and I think about some of the stories my dad told me when he was having to do that because he had to survive. I, I, I'm talking about work in the standpoint, honestly, with the shop, which things that I love shooting my bow for bow hunting purposes. And sometimes you get in that funk where you really don't want to shoot your bow or you're tired. Or you don't want to get, you know, do your car, whatever, you, whatever it is, getting your gear ready, scouting. And I think about the, the lessons that I learned from the stories he told me and the example he set for me along the way. And it's just like, I don't have, I don't have any good excuses, you know? And when you really sit back and think about it, most of us don't have good excuses. So going full circle back to that DBAP, that's where I, I I've really attached um, a lot more meaning and, and a lot more um, accountability to just living by that because, you know, I've got two sons that are really following and, and following in a lot of my footsteps is what I've really hoped that they would. But at the, as, as what I mean by that is them enjoying the outdoors and really uh, pursuing, wanting to pursue that type of lifestyle and, and uh, hobbies, but they're really watching me closely. So I'm not, I'm not one that um, wants to, be the dad that says, just do it this way because I said so. I want them to see me doing things and learn to do it because of that. And I can tell you that from the working outside and the exercise standpoint, my kids love to, and they're very athletic and they've, they've grown up with my wife and I doing those things. 
and they're following suit. So to wrap up here on this first episode, uh, back in this format, you know, embrace the monotony. Don't be afraid to, to grind. Take the time. There's a lot of new archers that are coming into the sport, the activity, whatever you want to call it, um, for whether it's for bow hunting purposes or just for leisure. And I, I just want to emphasize things are going to take time. Enjoy the journey. You know, I, I, I said it in my alpha bow hunting workshops. The benefit, one of the biggest benefits about bow hunting is, you know, most people, they set a goal to accomplish something. And the journey a lot of times sucks getting to that goal. The goal is where they think that all the, you know, the, the glamour and the bells and whistles are. Well, us as bow hunters, our journey is really awesome from getting to prepare, shoot, our, shoot arrows in our backyard, shoot at the range, shoot leagues, shoot tournaments, whatever we're doing. Shoot with our family, get out and bow hunt and, and make mistakes and then come back and reevaluate to do it again to try to meet our goals of whether it's tagging out or winning a tournament. So our journey doesn't suck. You know, that's where... Um, we as bow hunters really have it better than a lot of other activities out there, I would say. So enjoy the, the monotony, embrace it a little bit. Don't be afraid to put in a little bit of extra work and let those results come with time. You know, that's, that's my biggest, I guess, message with this video. I hope you enjoyed this little different format. I really want to get back to, I want to get into, I should say, sharing some more stories, um, I've got a ton of stories from my life growing up, my, my family dynamic being that my dad's first language was Spanish. He speaks English very well now. That culture and some of the lessons I've learned there, in addition to some of my experiences in the field um, and in, in business, because that's another thing that um, I've learned along the way, the last 12 plus years that I've owned No Limits Archery and five-ish, almost six years now with alpha bow hunting that I've learned a lot. And there's people that ask certain questions from the business standpoint. I'd love to be able to answer some of those. I don't know it all. I, I never, I've never been one to claim that. But I'd like to share some of my lessons and some of my stories with you guys. So I hope you enjoy it. Tune in. My goal here is to get everything back up on Podbean and Stitcher and hopefully back on iTunes. At the end of the day, it's on YouTube right now. I'm going to be working on this, uh, getting the, all the channels back in place. So that way, if you just want to listen to it, audio, an audio version of it, um, you have that uh, you have that there for you. So thank you guys for following. Thank you for the people that have reached out to me recently, the people that I got to talk to and hang out with and really spark a, a fire back in me from a passion standpoint um, to get back into this because uh, there's times that I think about it. It's like, I've already covered that. I've already talked about that. I've already said this. I've already said that. But then I, I, I realized like this person just got into this archery bow hunting in the last year, you know, they've stumbled across one of our videos or they, I met them through the shop or whatever the case is. So I'm going to be trying to deliver more content. Some of it might be stuff that we've covered before, but at the end of the day, you know, um, for those new bow hunters and those new followers or, or subscribers that we have to the, to the pages and the channels, welcome. Thank you. Look at alphabowhunting.com for more videos. We've got a bunch of other content on there. Check out our, our Facebook, Instagram pages. Um, we do the Alpha Bow Hunting Channel uh, Challenge, which is uh, the new. It's a different event. There's also uh, live feeds, production quality live feeds on Facebook for those as well. So, hey, end of episode one, DBAP. Look forward to seeing you guys all in the next one. We'll see you guys soon.